I shopped with Andrew Wiggins and got a Nintendo Switch. Oh, yeah? I, I, I shopped with Dario Saric and I got a new bike. Oh, guys, I shopped with Derek Rose and all I got was a super heavy basketball. <laughs> Welcome to episode 96 of Wolves Cast, the show that is happy to never hear Dave Benz remind us about Cat's consecutive games with a three-pointer streak ever again. Hosted by my brother and I, I'm Neil. And I'm Scott. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm back. Woo! Who is this person? Who am I? Back in the house, here to record a show. It's foreign to me. That's right. Uh, guest host Neil here with you. I like that. I like, uh, I like being the guest. No, it's not. It's not my show anymore. It's not, I'm not not a regular host anymore. Full time producer, half time guest. Part yeah, maybe not, not even half the time. Part of the time guest. Part of the time. That's right. And I'm happy to be back though. It's good. It's good. 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 Good times here today. So and I'm happy to be sitting on this side of the table for once. <laughs> Neil's on at the the pilot seat uh, at, at the recording booth that we're in, and that's right. he's managing all the audio controls. And that's a lot less stress on my plate. Usually, I'm the one who is. Half listening to Robert while nodding my head and checking levels mid mid pod, so it's a lot. It's really much more stress free for me. Well, thank you for for uh, filling in in the uh, you know audio control center while I'm away. Thank you to Robert uh, for for being a, a, a very serious part of this show. Now you know he's Robert has been one of the elite defenders in the league for a long time. Always, always, always that for Robert, but. We are here for another week of Wolves Cast. I'll be here uh, this week and uh, and next and uh, yeah, a few, a few weeks here, and then I'll be leaving you again. So don't 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 worry if if you like the Robert shows. Well, there'll be more of those coming up. So uh, we're here with another week of Timberwolves basketball. Stuff's gone down. Games have happened. Another week has passed. Are you done with all of your Christmas shopping, Neil? Uh, yes. All done. We are recording this a few days Thursday, before the holiday. December 20th. Yeah. So it would have to be some rush shipping. What about you? What you time. got? What you got left? Anything? I've got everything purchased. Unfortunately, your gift might arrive on December 26th. Oh, no. But you're the only one, so... We'll just have to deal with that. Maybe, I'll, maybe you can I'll give it to me while we record. I'll make something like homemade and just see if something goes <laughs> unwrap. You know, totally. Well, all right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm back. Robert's out of here. Uh, good times, holidays, all that good stuff. Um, I guess we don't have much to talk about. Let's talk about Timberwolves basketball. Let's get into uh, the week recap. The week that was, it just happened. You all experienced it. We got to start off another bad week. Yeah, no, another another rough week. Went one and two. Uh, this week, since we last recorded, the Timberwolves are now 14 and 17 overall, uh, 15th in offensive rating, 17th in defensive rating. That's good for the 20th best net rating in the league. That's not great. Kind of middling in all in all things, right there. That's about right. Mm-hmm. That's about right. That seems right. Five thirty eight dot com um, projects a 41 and 41 record for the Timberwolves right now, which is very fitting. Uh, just just right on that line, and a 34 percent chance. To make the playoffs, so that's where the team stands right now. But we're going to start with the loss uh, in Phoenix. Ooh. I believe it was uh, what was it Saturday night? Saturday night. Uh, what's last the deal week? with us in Phoenix? We lost to them twice last last year. year yeah, last year we lost to them twice. And you know what? The year before when they were also terrible, we still lost to them. Ugh. Yeah. Well, At mean, least we were also terrible then. But still, 
Don't get me wrong. Definitely should have won this game. Definitely mark that one on your calendar. One of the worst teams in the league. But they're playing a little better right now. I'm not sure what they've been doing recently. They they beat Boston the other night, I think. Phoenix. So, yeah. you know, Phoenix has probably won, you know, six of the last eight or something like that. But that just shows you, you know, every single night in the NBA, you got to bring it because you might get beat. I saw the Phoenix Suns Suns account retweeted Devin Booker today. Oh. Six days ago on Twitter, Devin Booker wrote, I love Phoenix, (laughs) and they're undefeated since then. There you go. Just like that. Uh, that uh, that loss capped off an 0-4 road trip. That was rough going out west. And it reminded me of the, the pre-Jimmy Butler trade situation where we went out west to lose five in a row. This time around, went out west to lose four in a row. So, yeah, some, some tough losses there. The loss in Sacramento and the loss in Phoenix. Very, very tough. Um, kind of a sloppy game. Kind of an all-over-the-place kind of game. Uh, you know, the Wolves were right in there for most of it and really just kind of lost it. And, you know, it's kind of slipped away in the last few minutes of that one. Um, but, yeah, that was a, that was a tough game to go. And the Fourth Wolves, quarter defense hasn't been great lately. Yeah. You remember yeah. in Sacramento, they dropped like 40-some points on us in the fourth. Yep. And then uh, the Suns, we collapsed in the fourth. And yeah, then we'll talk about Detroit. We'll talk about happened, Detroit. Yeah. Also bad in the fourth. It's like uh, we're running out of steam early in these games. So the Wolves are now 2-12 and 12 on the road. That Ooh. has been a bugaboo for the team all season. I believe we have not won on the road in the West. Nope. Uh, our two road wins. Brooklyn coming. and Cleveland. Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn and Cleveland, two non-Eastern Conference playoff teams. Good times. So, yeah, yeah, tough times on the road. Um, But thankfully, uh, the week rolled on, and the Timberwolves got back into action at home. Target center game, and uh, they beat the Sacramento Kings 132-105. to Monday night, second night of a back-to-back for Sacramento. They played Sunday in Dallas, and they had to fly to Minneapolis. And uh, I feel like you could tell them this one, right? Yeah, I mean, the Canes just seemed like the, you know, once it got off to a bad start for the Canes, they just kind of laid down. It didn't seem like they really had that second effort. I was a little worried that the third strain at halftime, Jaeger kind of waved the white flag and brought in the third, not even the second strain, the third strainers. And they made a little bit of a run, and I was worried. I was like, oh, this is so Timberwolves. This is so Timberwolves. We're going to let the third strainers get them back into it, and then this is going to be a close game, and I hate everything. Uh, but thankfully, uh, I mean, maybe Jaeger missed his moment after that twenty-one to three or whatever run it was. Yeah, twenty-one to three. Twenty-one to three run. Maybe he could have put back in his starters. It's one of those things, though. Sometimes you feel like you should ride with the guys that got you there. I know there was a game earlier this year where our bench unit got us all the way back, and then Tibbs put all the starters in, and we lost. Yeah. And so, so you know, it's hard to second guess uh, those kind of decisions. But I, it was a much needed win, especially when you realize we're going to lose the next night. Yeah, totally. So they got the win there. Um, nine players in double digits for the first time in franchise history. Everyone getting in on the act on that one. I thought that was interesting. You know, every, everyone scoring. You know, yeah, Lou all dang getting buckets. <laughs> yeah, some dang minutes, some. Nunnally buckets, you know, some some end of the bench guys got to have some run, which is always fun and get back on the winning ways, I guess. Um, but yeah, that uh, that winning streak was uh, was uh, stopped at one as the Wolves uh, dropped the game Wednesday night this week um, to Detroit, one twenty three to one twenty nine. Heartbreaker of a loss, this one. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of games every year like this where you're just like, that was one that got away for sure. I mean, it's one thing to lose to a team that, you know, maybe on the road, like that Suns game, you should have beat. It's like, all right. But when you sort of had had one, you know, huge lead going into the double-digit lead going into the fourth quarter, uh, those are the ones to me that you're like, 
in this game, we had a chance to win it. Not like, oh, that's a bad team. We should have beat them. It's like, no, you were already in position to win, and you yeah. lost. You can't give up a double-digit lead, especially when it's in the fourth. Pretty right. terrible. I mean, I know Blake Griffin went off, turned Super Saiyan, you know, hit four or five from like three-pointers, scored 18 in the points fourth. in the quarter. Ooh. Which, by the way, maybe start guarding him at that point. But uh, Right, yeah, maybe. Also, this is something I said on the pod um, last year during the playoffs, which is don't poke the bear. Yeah. Uh, I remember in yes. the game, game four of the playoffs when James Harden, you know, when they scored 50 points in the third quarter. First half, James Harden was playing terrible, and everyone was chanting, like, overrated. <laughs> and I, I, I turned to Meg, my wife, and I said, this is a bad idea. Yeah. Like, this guy, this is going to be the MVP of the season this year. You don't you don't egg him on when he's having a bad game. Please you know? don't, yeah. And uh, we had some hecklers last night, and we had the hecklers out. Uh, the TSR injury law guy was apparently uh, telling Blake to keep shooting threes all game. He's sitting courtside. Uh, Citing his uh, percentage, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, was, yeah, he's like, uh, you know, historically, Blake Griffin's been a 33% three-point shooter, so I just kept egging him on. And I know this because he he leaned on his media contacts, the people that uh, owe him because he pays their bills, uh, John Krasinski in particular here. Uh, if you've ever listened to the John Krasinski show, heavily sponsored by TSR Injury Law, to the point where the guy from TSR Injury Law can come on to with a podcast yeah, and Steve. be a guest Steve when he wants to. Something or another. And so this is an, it wasn't Steve, but this was another guy who was sitting courtside from right. TSR Injury Law, yeah. and he was the focus point of an article today from John Krasinski recapping the game, where he made sure to say to make sure though, like th- it wasn't his fault. Because he had the TSR injury guy who was saying it was yeah. all good fun. It was I was you know we were both laughing about it. I wasn't like that heckler who got thrown out. But either way, one it doesn't make it any better. Just leave Blake Griffin alone. Don't t- challenge him to keep shooting threes because he's going to torch you in the fourth. Yeah, don't make things worse, please. And for the heckler who got thrown out, come on, man, you're just making us look bad. We already like we already have a bad enough reputation as a fan base that so we don't need to also be jerks. Come on, don't so do that. lots of weird things happened at the end of this game. I mean, yeah, the officiating was was pretty strange in this one, or one sided, I guess, as uh, Tib said after the game, or, or whatever he's talking about, like one side or the other, but. You got to play through that. It stuff. was really bad, and you, like I mean, you some of the problem it. is I was talking to a friend who was at the game last night today at work, and uh, she was saying, "Yeah, but that final shot of the game, they just didn't play defense. Not the final shot of the fourth, as I think. Yeah, after Rocco hit that three to put us up by two, there was yep. no defense played on the final play. But that's what happens when everyone on the court has five fouls. Is you're like, I don't want to play really aggressive defense because we've been getting jobbed all night from the refs. So yeah. I wasn't surprised that they played the hands off defense. Right, the last play of the of regulation. Yeah, Reggie Jackson drives. Beats Rose off the dribble, I believe, and then Towns had to come across and go for the block, which you know left his man open to scoop up Drummond to scoop up that rebound. Uh, I guess you know Jim Pete talked about it on the broadcast. He would have liked to wrap him up and foul him, but then it's maybe a three point play, so you know they just kind of gave up the bucket there and and uh, yeah didn't get a shot off after that. And then and then the crazy we have to talk about the crazy Drummond turnaround three. That's nuts. I mean that is. Uh, I mean, there's so many things that went into this game, but for sure that was one thing. I think it was in, in overtime, right? The Wolves were up, yeah, and he hit that shot to tie. And oh things my god, Timido lost it. Everything, <laughs> yeah, like the slow mo replay, you could just see Timido in the back, like losing all of his cool. Crazy, you know? yeah. I wonder if he thought there was a foul or he was just mad at the missed like Who defensive knows? He's assignment. Just mad at everything, just mad all around. Just yeah, bad lad. Rough loss right there. Don't let it get to overtime. You know, that's that you can't do that. But yeah, it was the first Wolves overtime of the season, which kind of surprised me. I thought there had been one already, but first one, 0 1 in overtime now. It took us like 30 games to get to our first overtime. 
That's how it goes. We would have won this game in regulation if Towns had a normal shooting night. Mm, yeah, he was nowhere, maybe, he was maybe he nowhere felt, to be seen. In maybe this he game. felt the pressure of the streak that Dave Benz kept bringing up. <laughs> I hope so. You know, I think Dave Benz was reminding was him every single game. Yeah. So maybe he was pressing a little bit. I think that's probably just me reading into it because you know yeah. he went over seven, but it looked like maybe he was pressing to get that shot a little bit. Yeah, and now uh, Towns doesn't have the streak anymore. Goodbye, streak. Oh my god. And yep. Hello to Corey Brewer, still in our record books. He was like 0 with 7 from 3. Uh, yep, that was what it was, 0 and 7. And Detroit hit 10 threes in the fourth quarter. We had nine total threes in the game. Oh, yeah. Shouts to Jace Frederick from Pioneer Press for that. That I was think a good the, stat. I think the Pistons ended with 23 pointers, and I'm pretty sure the Rockets set like the new NBA record for three pointers in a game last night with 23. Crazy. Which means, and also, like, I also I think we left, we had uh, Sacramento like score 21 yeah. against us, uh, 21 three pointers made against us last week when we were in Sacramento. So we're letting the, these franchises set new franchise records for threes made in a game when we're playing them. Yeah, 15, been, 16, 17, crushing big numbers. If you want to know why we are one in, what, six in our last seven games, is it? Yeah. If you want to know why, it's because these teams are sh- we're letting them shoot crazy high numbers and get all these three-point buckets, you know? Yeah, they're going in. That was, um, you know, that was something that during the post-trade, that was something that the Wolves were, you know that's how they were kind of winning games sneakily was teams were missing threes on them. The threes were not going down. The Wolves were eking out these wins. Threes are going in now, right? Uh, returning to the mean a little bit, uh, regressing to the mean a little bit in that way. So, yes, uh, got to got to go to the three point line. The Wolves are not good at that. All right, um, that is the week recap. Time to hit the drop and go to full court press. Here's the tip. All right. First thing we want to talk about is um, some potential changes that we might see to the Timberwolves. Um, the team, uh, like you just said, Scott, uh, lost five of six. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, the trade happened. The team uh, looked great after Jimmy Butler trade. And, uh, you know, Robert Covington, Sharwich, these guys come in. Fives are good, wins are coming. And uh, like I just said, it was said, a long home stretch now. against easy teams. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of that, and some uh, some soft schedule things. Um, but now, um, you know, lose four in a row on the road at home, um, and then come back and split a pair um, at home. And um, I guess we're kind of wondering right now where do where do we go from here? What what comes next? What needs to happen? What do we think will happen? Because um, I don't think uh, this is uh, you know we're talking about Tom Thibodeau here, Scott Layden. Uh, they're working for their jobs at the moment, uh, and I don't know that uh, kind of sitting back and taking a 500 season is in their plans. So what, what do we see coming here? If, well, if the anything? question is, is Thibodeau working for his job, or is he working for his next job? Oh. That was something Robert and I talked a little bit about while you were gone. Interesting. Which is like, the next At which gig. point does he start just being like, and what does start- that even mean? How do, you, how do you work for your next job, like, but besides succeeding on the court? Like, what do you mean? I don't know. I, I had an idea, but <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. He's doing. He's got to do something. No matter if it's this job or the next job, he's got to be impressive. He's got to be, you know, looked at as somebody who's, you know, more forward thinking and modern. I guess I, if you're not going to have the wins on the floor, you got to be some some something that people can look at and be like, oh yeah, he can get something out of our team. So I don't know. Do we think? What do we think is more likely? Like rotation changes at this point. Or maybe a trade, like there, there are there are people that need to move out, and maybe some new bodies come in. What, what's more likely at this point? I'd say probably a rotation change because I think that the only trades we'll do is uh, wave the white flag trades, where we realize we're not going to be in the playoffs this oh, season, wow. 
And so it's time to sell off guys who are yeah, that's not very at the end of their contracts. Like if we're not in, if we're you know ten <laughs> games out by the trade deadline, maybe we trade Taj, maybe we yeah. trade Rose and yeah. Teague, yeah, and maybe Teague. Yep. You know, um, he still has that option. So they have to be so but, far. And they, but even then, I'm just like, who makes that trade? Who's who's making that call for the future of the team? For the good of the future of the yeah, team? Like, that's true. I don't know that we have the guys in, well, in leadership I mean, for that. Once again, this is one of those things where if Thibodeau is, uh, you know, if he wants to have a reputation where he, these players respect him, maybe it's the right thing to do as a player that makes manager sense. to be like, hey, I'll get you to a team that's yeah. going to the playoffs so we don't have to waste your good season, Derrick Rose. Or so something that's kind like of what that. you mean by his next job is that he can kind of save face as a, a you know as a guy who's you know all about winning the game at hand and can maybe sort of look good to another gm or something and being like all right this guy's not just running our guys into the ground maybe he's looking for some forward uh gaze to his look i don't know yeah and maybe it's something more subtle where he's just trying to salvage his reputation among players because yeah. i'm sure there are many players who are probably not that excited to play for thibodeau where he used to have a reputation that was a good coach yeah, and, and so uh, rotation changes, what, what's the most likely change? You think just bringing Sharich into the starting lineup? I, mean, I don't think that matters so much. Jim Pete keeps talking about it, but it doesn't matter, Jim okay, Pete. Well, meaning, you know, what, well, matters, what I mean by that, Ben, is him getting more minutes than Taj Gibson. Okay, I can see that I already think it's starting to happen. Like He's playing Sarich yeah. with Cat a lot more. He's letting Taj start make sense, let him save face. One, you're probably trying to get his value up so you can trade him. Two, you want to keep Sharich's value down so you can re-sign him for cheaper. And so I think that that goes into it. But I think we're already seeing Shaw Rich get to the point where he's finishing games with Towns sometimes. So that's what really matters, not who starts, who finishes. Yeah, and it's the ability to and the and the and the um idea of hey, we're just going to see how this game goes. And who finishes this game is going to depend on who plays well during the game and what the matchups are. You know, it's not like a you're definitely in at the end. I mean, I've enjoyed that from Tibbs that he's especially the other night against Detroit, Okogi and, and Sharj played a lot down the stretch and cuz that's cuz they were playing better and they were the better matchups or whatever. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I, I was going to drop the nickname on you but you said Shaw Rich. Shaw Rich. Uh, I like when uh, Covington and Okogi are playing together. Rokogi is the nickname. Rokogi. <laughs> right. Just one the name. duo. Yeah. The duo yeah. nickname. Rokogi on when they're on the court. Yeah, you don't it's want lockdown defense. You don't Rokogi. Run, you don't want to see them out there. That's right. As, as, a, as someone with the ball, you don't want to see them. They'll take it from you. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think one of those changes. Yeah, we'll see with the trade. I mean, it's a little early for trade deadline stuff. That's not till February, I think, first week of Feb. So We've already officially entered trade season because this okay. week, for some reason, the memo went out to media. <laughs> every like ESPN, the Rainer, you know, basketball, or whatever. Every every site's like, let's start talking about trade season. Like, there was an official season deadline that I mean, got I guess there's like six weeks, so... I don't know. I mean, I guess it's time to start thinking about who might be looking to do certain things. But as far as specific names, I think we're a ways out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So maybe some rotation stuff, trades maybe down the line. But, hey, if the Wolves are still – if if this team is kind of what, what we see them as right now, which is like straight up 500, that's not going to be enough to make the playoffs. You need to be probably, again, like it was last year, 47 wins, 46 wins at the end of the season. Yeah, but if we're around yeah. 500, I think that's good enough that we won't sell off pieces. If we're at 500 yeah. at the trade deadline, we're not trading Taj. We're going to try and make the playoffs. But do you think they would trade Tyus Jones for a, a, a player? You know what I mean? Would, you, no. would they trade a younger guy to sort of like get in on something like that? I just or would can't, they trade a pick? 
I can't see I can't see them doing that. I'm I worried about it. I don't think that I. I honestly not sure that Thibodeau would get the sign off from Glenn to trade a pick at this point. I see. There, I don't. There I don't, will be a stopping yeah, point. I don't think Glenn like, no. would let him yeah. trade off pieces of the future, especially if it looks like this year is kind of a so-so proposition at best. Yeah. Um, and I can't see them trading Tyus because what value would you get back for Tyus at this point? You know. Yeah. It would and, maybe be it's, it'd be like a Kelly Oubre situation, right? Where he he just got moved, the guy that's going to be up for restricted free agency. Um, you know, this upcoming season, how is that going to work out? So yeah, you would need a team who. Likes the idea of re-signing him to potentially have an asset, an older asset to throw your way. Uh, yeah, unlikely, I think, but I don't know. I got my eye on you, on you, Tibbs. I, I can see you over there trying to make the playoffs to get one more year of your contract. I see you over there. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, let's keep let's keep this thing moving. He's hitting up Neil. I hope you have diversified your bonds. Oh, what do you mean? been a bad week for the stock market oh oh yes it has i have not really ventured into the stock market neil yeah stay away Um, scary place out there but it's something i've been considering doing for the past year or two it just Mm. seems like you know who benefits when the stock market uh you know who gets hurt when the stock market does bad who everybody in this economy you know who who benefits when it does well who rich people who own stocks (laughs) and it just seems like the people who are rich own stocks and so i just i'm trying to get better about my investment portfolio trying to start figuring out some planning for saving money and so i've been very tempted to dip my toes in the water but every time i get close to trying it out there's this the the stock market drops and something crazy happens and then it climbs again and i'm like i i don't understand this and so it's been a couple bad couple weeks a lot of turmoil going on in the world stocks are bottoming out so if you have stocks i feel bad for you You you'll be able to ride the wave as they say that's right so we're going to give you some stock advice it's time we have uh our wolves of wall street chat wolves of wall street we're going to talk about what stocks we're buying which stocks we're selling as advice to you your you investors out there oh yeah you know we know you're looking for a hot tip we might have some for we you got it this is insider trading that's right we're just talking about trading this is insider trading. all right what's first uh first up neil okogi's minutes are you buying stock are you selling stock okogi's getting some minutes Ooh. now he's played the last couple games uh played well in those minutes as well uh are you buying it or are you selling stock right now you know jeff teague's coming back and um you know that will definitely decrease the minutes but i think he's done enough to earn minutes in the rotation. So I am buying the fact that he will get some minutes. Uh, sure, they'll go down. Uh, maybe he won't be playing 20, 15 even. Maybe it'll be around 5 to 10, depending on the night. But I think he's done enough to get minutes, but it probably won't be meaningful you know, rotation minutes. Uh, so yeah, so in that sense, I guess I'm, I'm buying the idea because he's basically coming from zero minutes, right? He's coming from out of the rotation. So I think he has done enough to be in the rotation, but again, small numbers, single digit numbers, potentially. Uh, what about you buy or sell? I'm selling. I'm selling. I'm never happy. That's right. And you never let us be happy, Tibbs. You know Tom Thibodeau. I know Tom Thibodeau. Teague is going to come back. Rotation is going to go back to normal. And you're going to uh, be like, back to oh, you know what, though? Wasn't that great where we got Rocco some rest at the beginning of the second quarter by letting Okogi take those minutes where <laughs> usually Rocco comes back in? Didn't he just have sore knee problems? Nope. Thibodeau doesn't care about that. Rocco is going to be averaging 35 to 40 minutes a night once Teague comes back, and he doesn't care because he doesn't want to play an extra guy. Right. So that's a sell. That's sell, a sell sell now. Every uh, Just sell Okogi stock in general. Everyone's so high on Okogi. I'm so high on Okogi. He's great. We all love him for good reason. But he's getting like standing ovations when he comes in and stuff, and he deserves it at this point. But he's still a rookie. He's going to get a rookie wall. I feel like we're deifying this guy too soon. So all that Okogi stock, sell all the time, my friends. All right, next one, uh, buy or sell. 
the uh, Timberwolves team defense. That's right. Defense for this team. After the trade for about a week or two, we had a top five defense, and it's kind of fallen apart lately, as evidenced in uh, Sacramento last week, and really last night at the Target Center. Yeah, so buy or sell, Scott. I am going to... Going hmm. forward, what do you think about this team's defense? It's time to sell. Time to sell it. They're, time to sell they're it. 17th right now, defensive rating league-wide for the whole season. Oh, that, that includes the bad Butler, Jimmy Butler yeah, days. Yeah. I think we can we can stay around 17th. I don't, you he know. an improvement on last season. I, I, yeah, I, I imagine that we can stay between 15th and, let's say, 23rd in the league. I don't think we're going to be a top-half defensive team. I just think that it requires a lot of energy and buy-in every night. And if this team starts to struggle near the end of the season, like I anticipate they might, I think that uh, guys are going to care a little less about team defense and start caring a little bit more about their own numbers, especially if Cat feels like he needs to get that all-NBA team. Yeah, I'm a sell as well. This is not the top 10 defense that we saw after the trade. Uh, Maybe, like you're saying, middle of the pack, maybe between 20 and 15-ish. But, you know, I think they have good concepts. They're finally getting it together. They're finally moving as a unit, covering for each other. There's lots of good signs. I thought a lot of the defense, quarters one through three in Detroit and a couple other games, looked really good. So I think things are getting figured out. Uh, Towns is getting better. The problem is uh, Jeff Teague and Derrick Rose are terrible uh, guard defenders, right? Like, at the point of attack, yep. they cannot stay in front of their man. That's not going to change. you got better help defense behind them. Uh, Towns are getting better at protecting the rim. That's good. So that brings you to an average situation. But overall, they're, they're held back by their limited guard defense right now. So that's going to be really hard for them to overcome. We have to improve. Indeed you do. All right, next up, Neil. Andrew Wiggins playing with a little pep in his step the last uh, week or two. He's, uh, you know, routinely scoring 20 points in a game, doing more, like getting more rebounds and stuff. I've noticed this a little bit is that, uh, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, when there's an uncontested defensive rebound, Carl's usually the guy who just stands there and gets it automatically. Um, If Taj is there, sometimes Cat will defer to Taj, but usually it's one of the two big men. And we joked a little bit earlier in the season how Okogie will jump in there and steal one because because he's so laser focused on the ball. He doesn't see that it's only his own team back. So he jumps in and grabs it like literally out of time. Towns' arms sometimes, but I don't think Okogi's doing that to be selfish. I think he's just so gun ho and laser focused, you know. But he did that the other night. I saw that. But I've also noticed that Wiggins has gotten a few rebounds off those non-contested defensive ones, where if he's standing next to Cat, sometimes he'll grab some. I think I'd like to think that is Cat being maybe talking with Wiggins and Wiggins being like, "Yo, I'm getting killed for only you know averaging like two rebounds. Could you let me have like <laughs> one or so. two easy ones a night so I can get like three or four? And I think that's kind of what's happening a little bit, but he is being a more active rebounder. I've said for years his his court vision gets better every single season, so his passing looks pretty good. And his free throw shooting is looking like it's back to his average. So uh, the question I'm guessing, Neil, is Andrew Wiggins playing a little better. Are you buying stock in Andrew Wiggins or are you selling stock? I still want to sell. Um, Wiggins definitely is, is improved overall in this game. I think you're right defensive um, um, defensively playmaking wise rebounding he's rounding out a little bit more but I'm still very frustrated by his offensive game still frustrated by his lack of of driving to the basket and um, you know free throw attempts and those types of things you know I, I just uh, I don't know it's going to be hard to move him it's going to be hard to move on from Andrew Wiggins he's probably here to stay for a very long time yeah we're not moving him. but I think he is what he is and I don't really have a lot of hope for him to get much better than he currently is so there's never 
good when you know you miss shots. <laughs> Neil, it's not just about the shots. Wait. I couldn't disagree with you more. <laughs> he's not going to get oh, better. Please. He's gotten better every year. He's gotten better. He's improving all the time. I just went over how his rebounding, his court vision, his defense. He's hustling on defense, and yeah, I disagree. Great. I think he is getting to the rim more lately, and I think he is shooting more free throws lately, and not as much as he was maybe two seasons ago before Butler came. But I think that he's on the right track. And I also just I get incredulous anytime someone says Andrew Wiggins hasn't improved. I'm still jaded over Zach Lowe on his podcast. I forget who he's talking with now, but they were like, he hasn't improved one thing since he was a rookie. Did you guys watch him as a rookie when he couldn't dribble more than once? You it's know, baby steps though. I yeah. mean, we want more than that. Like, yeah, he has improved, but like to to the obviously he's not going to live up to a max deal, but like to even become like a you know an above average starter to me is like what we're talking about. So it's kind of. I don't know. He has improved overall. I agree. He's improved defensively. People don't see the little things that we see about Andrew Wiggins' improvement, for sure. Right. You have to pay attention. I just want to be more efficient, especially on the offensive end. That's my big thing, really. Sure. The efficiency. Um, but the main reason I'm not selling this stock and is also the main reason why I don't buy stocks is I don't, (laughs) I don't trust myself because this is what's we describe as a distressed asset. I have bought all, I bought all the Andrew Wiggins stock two years ago. I bought all the Andrew Wiggins stock last year. So right now I've got all the stock and the price can never be lower. And I'm just like, I'm going to keep buying. I'm not going to sell at a low price. I've got all the stock. I better just keep buying stock. But so not only do I a truly believe in Andrew Wiggins and think he'll be better, but B, I just can't sell for a loss at this point. I just need to keep buying that stock. That's right. Um, all right, next one, final one. Uh, Target Center ticket sales: buy or sell the stock. Um, Scott, start us off here. Ticket sales: Wolves uh, before the Butler trade, thirtieth in the NBA in ticket sales, way down there. The idea is that after you get rid of uh, the you know cancer of Jimmy Butler, that things will be turned around, and you know the team will or the the city will come out and start seeing this team. And yet, the Target Center still looks empty on TV. Still kind of empty. What do you think? I don't know. Is that is this how it's going to be all season? Um, I'm not optimistic overall, but I will buy low You'll on buy the it. stock. You buy low because it, it's it so low. low. It is low. It's very low right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And I've always said this is a Vikings town. The Viking season will end in a month or two. Yep. I don't even know because I don't pay attention to the NFL. Yeah, whenever. It, it will eventually February, end. February. Yeah. And the Timberwolves and the Wild will be the two sports in town. And a lot of those people who uh, are putting all their attention into the Vikings will start coming to Timberwolves games. So numbers will improve a little bit, but I would be surprised if we got above like 22nd in the league in attendance. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to buy it. It's got to raise up a little bit. We're not going to be the worst attendance in the league. It's not like that here. The team has more, even though they're a 500 team, they're more of a feel-good team now it's Towns' squad he's going to keep improving um despite you know sort of again being around 500 i think the team will be in a playoff picture they'll be in the playoff hunt you know at the end of the season even though it kind of looks nebulous that they'll get in there um you know they'll be on the hunt and that will drive tickets uh, you know in march and april and stuff they'll be a few games out and they'll maybe do a little win streak of sorts to get in there so i think there'll be enough buzz around towns around this improved feel-good team and they'll be in the playoff hunt so i think the team can raise up uh their attendance numbers just a little bit In my next stockholder meeting with the timberwolves what i will advise them to do is stop giving away target 
Target advertising as their giveaway. Uh, and they're like, hey, who wants, a, who wants a bullseye plushie? Uh, nobody, you know? The the earned, earned City Jersey Night, they're giving away the bullseye plushie. Yeah. Again, with, the with, second time. With the jersey on, though. They've already done it. And yeah. what I would do is I would take the jersey off the dog and throw the dog away. Like, <laughs> whatever. We all go to Target. You have to go to Target to buy some stuff yeah. sometimes. But I'm not going to, like, put advertising on my desk. Like, hey, look, this is the Target mascot, you know? What whatever happened to the bobbleheads, Neil? I still have the bobbleheads on my desk, you know. They, yeah, that was that was Flip's thing. That gets people. That, was, that gets butts and seats. That was Flip Saunders. He was a he was a marketing guy. If you, if you ever heard the stories about him, he had, he had ideas about marketing, and hey, they they were good. So yeah, that was a that was a Flip Saunders legacy thing. All right, that's it for Wolves of Wall Street. We got one more thing here for Full Court Press. He's on fire, and it's the lack of a Christmas game. We're over here kind of feeling sad about uh, Christmas is coming up and our beloved Timberwolves will not be playing on Christmas Day. We were blessed uh, with having the last two seasons of having Wolves basketball on Christmas. It's a badge of honor. It is, uh, it's, it's a fun, fun thing to add to your holiday celebration to have the Wolves on TV. Uh, that will not be the case this year. we got the Christmas slate right here uh, kicking off with Bucks, Thun- uh, excuse me, Bucks-Knicks. Second game, Thunder Rockets. Uh, Sixers, Celtics, and then the nightcaps are, are Warriors, Lakers, and Trailblazers, Jazz. So, yeah, so a couple good games there. No Timberwolves to be seen. Uh, Scott, how are you feeling about this? Uh, are well, you, are you dealing with it okay? Uh, yeah, I'm fine. It's going to be all right? I'm fine. It's One, be right, yeah. it's always, it was always a drain a little bit on the family thing to be True. like, okay. Uh, Everything's got to shut down. Our family's always like, let's play games after dinner. And Neil and I have been like, no, we're going to go to we're the basement the and games. watch the yeah. Timberwolves <laughs> and we're not playing games during this. And so I'm okay with it, especially because it's not like there are any special Christmas Day uniforms this year. That is a huge draw of it. That, that is was, no longer there. That was like the number one thing I always <laughs> felt left out about was, with Christmas yeah. Day games was getting the Christmas jersey. And so, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not that upset about it. I, I think we'll probably, you know, get a Christmas game again in the next year or two. I don't need it to be every single year. You know, I'll, I'll take this time with my family. And especially because looking at the slate of games, Buck Knicks, I'm never awake for the first game. No, that's, Good the, thing. that's a bad game. That's a bad 11 game. 11 a.m. Central. Bucks are going to kill the Knicks. Yep. Uh, then I'm kind of up for the second game, Thunder Rockets. That's good. Then we usually get busy kind of in the mid-afternoon around dinner stuff. So we'll probably miss Cel- Sixers Celtics, which might be a pretty good that's game. That's the best game of the day. Yeah, I think so. And then we'll miss Lakers Warriors. Who cares? That's going to be a blowout. And then, you know, once everyone goes to bed, we'll be able to watch a good game in the Blazers versus Jazz. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be a fun I, game. I like the slate for the most for the most part. Um, no Wolves, but maybe we'll get back in there next year. You know, you care, Neil? Nah, nah, nah. It's all good. It's fine. It's all good. As long as there's... I would, care, I would care if there was no basketball, but at least there's yeah. basketball. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like, hey, as long Still as there's Still a full games. day of games. We'll be yeah. fine. At least there's games. All right. That's it for Full Court Press. Uh, let's get to our sponsor. Money time. We're making so much money selling these sponsor uh, spots, these ad spots here on our uh, very popular Timberwolves podcast. And uh, today, well, we have uh, we have a, a product really that's a product of our own. We're really, uh, you know, selling our own stuff right here. It's the Wolves Cast Christmas Spectacular. Um, it's a Merry it's Christmas Merry to Christmas. all of our ho ho homies. That's right. We enjoy having you listen to our podcast, just as you have enjoyed the musical stylings of Wolves Cast over the years. And now, yes, you can own all of our holiday hits on one collection. It's a three disc set. Wow, that's the Wolves Cast holiday christmas spectacular yeah you've heard us do a couple songs on this show before but 
there's a whole bunch of them that you have not heard and uh, you can hear if you uh, decide to purchase the Wolf's Cast Christmas Spectacular. Who could forget our classic rendition of Baby It's Cold Outside? I really must sit. But baby, you haven't played enough minutes. I need a little rest. You've already sat once in this game. My legs are so tired. That's what the cold tub's for. That's just one of the hits you'll hear on our compilation of Christmas classics. We have all of your favorites here. Sounds like Santa Claus is coming to towns. Foy to the world. And of course, the classic rocking around the corner three. Oh yeah, you're gonna hear them all on this uh, this compilation. We've got we've got so many songs. Uh, who could forget Last Christmas? Last Christmas we played on TNT. The very next year you took it away. This year for who will I cheer? I guess I'll just root for Ricky. Yeah, so you, I mean you know what we're about. You know the kind of songs that we do. You know the songs that we make. We're, we're taking these Christmas classics and we're twisting them into Timberwolves classics, if you will. Um, another one right here that uh, everyone knows about, Carol of the Yells. By of our one and only coach, Tom Thibodeau. Ah, uh, yes. Ice, 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 Walk, 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 walk. Yeah, so, you know, that's just a little sample of, um, you know, something you might enjoy um, if you're uh, if you're listening, if you need some Christmas classics in your house. But, hey, you, you, we know how the, this thing goes. You hear these songs ad nauseum. They get overplayed. You hear them in the shopping malls while you're shopping and everything. And you just sometimes want a little extra little twist to these songs. Well, we have them here for you with our discs. Also, you know, it's not just for Timberwolves fans. A lot of these oh. songs are topical for anyone who loves the NBA. Okay. Who could forget the classic Silver's Hell? Oh. Silver's Hell. Silver's Hell. Silver's Hell. Silver's Hell. It's tanking time in many cities. Win a ring. Win a ring. Need an all-star win. All-star win. Soon you'll win the lottery. Other tracks on this compilation include I Saw Gorgie Kissing Santa Claus. There's No Place Like Home Court for the Holidays. You're a Mean One, Mr. Tibbs. And of course, Violent Flight. Violent Flight. Dunk with might, ball is jammed, all is right, round yon basket, rims are defiled, holy slam, so vicious and wild, hang then release. Pain and then release. Ah, feeling warm right next to the fireplace right now. It's an amazing compilation. So yes, please uh, head over to wherever you get your music. And uh, let's be honest, you're just gonna stream it. You're just gonna stream it. Check out the Wolves Cast Christmas Spectacular, the three disc set. That's right, thirty full songs. Just buy a ticket to the show. That's how musicians make money nowadays, right, Neil? Yeah, totally. So thank you to us for sponsoring this episode of Wolf's Cast. Up next, it's time for Cold Takes. What's cooler than being cool? Cold Takes. Cold Takes. 
takes are so freezing Burn. oh yeah you know espn all those big sports sites they only want to talk about the big markets they want to talk about the knicks oh, yeah. lakers oh man boring 76ers oh. i never knew there's so many philly people in the media i've had enough and they have their blazing hot takes yeah they're so hot they're so smoking hot they gotta say stuff like lebron's a bum or Kevin Durant doesn't want to win. Yeah, Steph Curry overrated. Just silly stuff. But you, Hot takes. To get noticed on the internet, you have to say something spicy. But you know what? Here in Minnesota, we do something a little cool. What we do instead of serving up these hot takes is we're going to give you just the truth. Some very cold takes. They may not be controversial, but I guarantee you they're not sensationalized. Not at all. And today for cold takes, it's the special North Pole edition. And uh, you'll find out uh, very shortly what that means. We have some special guests here who stopped by the Wolfcast studio to give you their cold takes. Uh, but Scott and I will get you started. Um, started out. Um, I'm going to go ahead and lead with this one. This freezing cold take coming at you right now. Derrick Rose's usage is too high. Yeah, I just think that this guy has the ball in his hands too much. You know, he's uh, he's dribbling all over the place, uh, you know, shooting the ball, turning over the ball, not really passing the ball very much. Um, you know, it's one thing when he's coming off the bench for some, you know, spark plug minutes or get the team going, maybe hit some buckets. But, man, when Jeff Teague's not in the game, when you're starting Derrick Rose, when we're talking about, you know, 35 minutes of Derrick Rose... The usage is just astronomical and taken away from our best player, frankly. Carl Anthony Towns needs to have the ball in his hands a little bit more. Uh, I'd like to see some more shots for Robert Covington, even. A couple other guys. And, well, Derek Rose's usage is getting in the way of that. Too many shots. Too much dribbling. Too much bringing the ball up in his hands. So, Derek Rose, please, just pass the ball a little bit. Please, just give the ball up. Thank you. So, you're saying that we should get more possessions for the best players on our team? I know. I know. It's... It's really cold, but I said it. Chilly. Very chilly. All right. Scott, you got one for us? Yeah, I guess I'd have a cold take for you. All right, hit us. The Timberwolves are going to start winning games on the road. You know, I know it sounds crazy, 2-12 and on the season, yet to beat a a team on the road in the West, but there are so many road games left, surely we're not going to lose all of them. Wait a minute, are you talking about the law of averages? Yeah, exactly, Neil. Something like that, you know? I know we're not going to always have a winning record on the road, but you think we could get a lot closer to 500. This team won a lot of road games last year, and traditionally, you're going to win at least like 25%. Even the worst teams in the league will win like 20% of their road games. So even though it seems like every time we leave the target center, we're just a disappointing mess that is barely worth tuning into because you know the outcome already, I'm just going to say, you know what? We're going to start winning road games at a much higher clip. In fact, I bet by the end of the season, our road record will look pretty normal compared to what it looks like right now. Wow. I mean, I'm just going to make sure I have you right here. The road record will be normal. Yes. Wow. I know that's crazy. Okay. But I think it's going to happen. Well, you're on the record now, so 
Can't go back on that one. All right. Well, we're inviting some special guests into our studio. We've had them on before. Hello, Santa. It's good to have you back. Oh, boys. Thank you so much. I'm I'm back here. I'm just getting ready for for another great holiday. And we'll decide to stop by the Wolf's Cast Studios to talk about the Timberwolves, my favorite team. And I see you brought some some help with you today. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, happy to be here. Oh my Santa. Gosh. Santa, you and your friends, is that an elf? Yeah, yeah. My friends call 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 me Snail. <laughs> hey, is that snail or nail? It, it, it's it's nail, but with like an S and a possibly got it. Snail. Got a snail. All right, that's a good elf name. Um, well, Santa and Elf, I'm glad you're both here. Um, uh, do you do you guys think you could drop some cold takes on us? I mean, you're from the <laughs> North Pole. I think you could do it, right, Santa? Oh, sure, sure, boys. All right. If anyone knows about the cold, it's Santa. Give us a minute. Oh, well, let me tell you, as as the arbiter of all naughty and nice. I must say, your ex-captain, Jimmy Butler, he is on the naughty list. Yes, I know it might be surprising to some, but this man is no good. He's getting cold for sure. This is... This is the second team he has really burned some bridges with, and, well, I just think he is something of a prima donna, if you will. (laughs) I don't mean to disparage a man who's so good at the game of basketball, but, wow, (laughs) I can't imagine playing on the same team as him. What a jerk. Excuse me, Santa does not like to call other people names, but with Jimmy Butler, it can't be stopped. He's only out for himself. He's a diva, in fact. I can't believe it. And for all these reasons and more, Jimmy Butler, you are on the naughty list. And he fibs all the time, Santa. He's always lied. Oh, thank you. Well, wow, that's that's a good one there from Santa. Naughty list uh, for Jimmy Butler. Makes a lot of sense to me. Can't say I'm surprised. All right, uh, 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 Snail... Uh, it's, you, it's snail. Snail, sorry, snail. Uh, do you uh, do you have a take for us here today? The elves have takes just like we have no. makes of toys that we make. Well, let's hear it, snail. All right, my cold take for you is that you don't need to be tall to play basketball. That's right. We have a hoop held up inside the workshop, and we like to play games of pickup after we've made a bunch of tinkly winklies for to give out to all the kids. And you know what? It's not even just an all-elf league. Santa plays. Mrs. Claus plays. We even let the reindeers play. And people say you have to be tall to play basketball, but it's just not true. I got these sick handles, and I can always get my way into the paint, and I have these tricky moves around the rim. I use the rim to block, stop you from blocking my shots. And I just think that with handles like these and a shot as sick as nails is, that you don't have to be a big, tall man to play basketball. In fact, you don't need to be tall at all to play basketball. Wow. Thank you, uh, Snail. Thank you, Santa, for uh, coming in and spreading some Christmas cheer. Snail. Sorry, uh, Snail. No, it's Snail. Snail. There we go. All right. All right. Got it. Nailed it there. Uh, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Snailed it there. It definitely did. Uh, appreciate you coming from the, from the North Pole to help us out with cold takes. Um, everybody listening at home, please tweet us tweet at us at WolvesCast and let us know what your coldest takes are uh, for this holiday season. Very good. All right. Time to move on. It is time for Weekly Wolfies. Now present. 
presenting your Weekly Wolfies. All right, Weekly Wolfies. We have uh, statues to give out and uh, hopefully some uh, good things to give them too. Uh, I'll get us started here. Uh, Weekly Wolfies this week. I'm going to give my Wolfie to a new podcast that I found out about. And uh, really, it's an episode of a podcast because that's the only one I've heard. It is a new podcast from Nike. That's right, Nike. You know them. You wear them. Uh, Nike, they have a podcast called The Phenom Effect. F-E-N-O-M. Phenom, like female. Uh, that is believe. not intuitive at all. Phenom Effect. Uh, the Maya Moore stars in uh, one of the recent uh, episodes of The Phenom Effect. Um, the logline for The Phenom Effect is stories from athletes who don't stop at sport. They spark change and redefine the rules. Hear from the world's greatest athletes on topics like equality, representation, leadership, confidence, and more. It's brought to you by Nike. And uh, yeah, so the first episode is about Maya Moore and sort of her um, journey in so- social, excuse me, her journey in social justice um, with the Flando Castile stuff um, that, the, that the Lynx did a few years ago, as well as um, a sort of wrongfully incarcerated um, inmate who she stays in contact with um, and is trying to sort of like fight for his cause and stuff. So it's just a very cool episode about how basically how Maya Moore wins at everything and she's trying to kind of use this and use her greatness to kind of uh, help out uh, other people and kind of raise awareness about other things. It kind of sounds like that's what the whole show is about. Um, you got other episodes from Abby Wambach from USA Soccer um, and uh, Chloe Kim, who's a snowboarder, Olympic snowboarder and stuff. So it's a really cool little short podcast, uh, only like you know 25 minutes long. We'll have that one in show notes for you. But obviously, love Maya Moore. I love what she's doing on the court and off. And uh, got to like uh, podcasts about athletes kind of doing cool stuff. You know, I want, I'm going to say something. I want everyone to pay attention. Okay, okay. So I'm going to have a moment of dead air. Just because, you know, if we're talking, it's like you kind of tone it out, you know? So we're going to have yeah. silence. Yep, silence. Maya Moore is the best. My- <laughs> I love Maya Moore. She's the greatest. I'll listen yeah. to anything that she's on. That's right. Free agent Maya Moore. Hopefully the Lynx re-sign her this offseason. I have a feeling they might. <laughs> I think they might. I think they might. Oh, man. Could you imagine if they didn't? We'd Ooh. burn the place down. Yeah. All right. What do you got for Weekly Wolfie, Scott? Neil. I was going to have this be a negative one to the hecklers. I already called them out a little bit. Come on, guys. Come hecklers, on. come on. If you're going to heckle anyone, heckle the refs. We all know that. Come on, don't TSR heck, time. Don't heckle the players. Come yeah. on. What I'm actually going to give this to instead is something that you tweeted from the Wolves casting account. You really retweeted something. Oh, okay. And I'm so happy you did because I think it's the coolest thing. It's about the Rose Garden. Excuse me, Moda Center. Moda. Uh, the Blazers have local artists design game day programs or posters for every game. And you can buy them for like $12 or something in the arena. They're all like really awesome. They're really, really cool. It was a New York Times feature. Just check out our Twitter feed at WolvesCast. You can yeah, we'll get the, the link show there. For you. Yep. It is amazing. It made me so jealous when I saw that. And I wanted to like save the JPEGs of everyone onto my desktop because they look so good. Like All of them could be my phone wallpapers. And I just think it's so cool that they only let you buy them at the arena at the on arena. the game you day. You had to have gone so, to the game to and get it. If you're a season ticket holder, you get everyone, I think, right, which is a great, great incentive for season ticket holders. Yeah. But also, it's like if we're wondering like how do you make the game day more special, how do you get attendance numbers up make it so that if you want to buy this like really fly art the only way you could do it is go to the game and take it because i would go to see like you know the tim rolls versus the hawks if i <laughs> if i saw ahead of time that it was like adam turman doing the print yeah, or an, yeah. any other local artist that you like you know you would go to the games because of the artists yeah i think it's super cool i like how they give the artists free game tickets some money Perfect. and you know it's just a lot of cool exposure so i would love it if the wolves did something like that and also a mini award mini wolfie also related to portland 
and you. <laughs> uh, thank you for buying me shoes while you're on the road, Neil. Hey, got new hooping shoes. I haven't go. had a new pair since 2011. That's right. Mad overdue for some new basketball shoes, and Neil picked me up a pair. Yeah. I appreciate that, Neil. Shout out to listener of the show, uh, Fink, for uh, oh, giving he's a boy. us uh, he's our be- boy. Beaverton hookup. The and, shoe guy. Uh, yeah, went to the Nike store and uh, got, got some LeBrons. Oh, I was so overdue. Scott's going to be playing LeBron 16s this weekend. I'm so excited. I'm so it's excited. On. I'm it's playing on. with some like, two, 2011 Hyper Dunk still. <laughs> Nice. All right. That's Weekly Wolfies for us. Uh, Time to play a game. All right. Well, we have a quick game today. Neil told me to make it holiday related, Christmas related. You didn't say holiday related because then I would have come with like Martin Luther King Jr. Day (laughs) questions or like uh, New Year's Day questions. Those are my two favorite holidays. Yeah. New Year's Eve, technically. Yeah. So so what do we have I should also say Meg Meg got on my case the other day because I said how much I like uh, I said uh, trivia like New Year's Eve is one of my three favorite holidays, and mm. she said you didn't tell people what, what's so great. I was like, oh, I, I forgot to mention we got married on New Year's hey, Day. It's one of the many things. One of the many things. Anniversary party, and now every year people have these great parties. There's parties everywhere. Oh, they all count down to my anniversary. It's amazing. Uh, I get a big head about that. Wow. Uh, but tonight's game is about Christmas Day games and Wolves history. We're talking about all the games that the Wolves have played oh, on Christmas Day. How many have there been? Is that one of the, is that the first question? That's the very first question, Neil. Okay. Uh, wow. All right. First question. How many How Christmas many Day games Christmas have the Wolves played? Wow. I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i trying to think back two years ago if they were saying that was the first one or not. I feel like there was at least one more earlier in the days. So let me say three. Mm, ah. Two would have been correct. Two. Just, just wow. the last two years have been the first, the first two years one. for wow. us. All right. Good well, to know. good to know. That frames the rest of this. Yeah, game. it makes it a lot easier when you know you you only have to remember two years ago at most. Yeah. All right, Neil. Which Wolves player has scored the most points on a Christmas Day game? Ooh. <laughs> Timberwolves history. In Timberwolves history. Which either, player has scored the most points on a Christmas last, Day game? Either 2017 or 2016. Uh, wow. Let me go with Andrew Wiggins. It's Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, how many? Do you have? A lot of these you should just trust your instincts. Okay. They're not very okay. surprising. Not tricky. Twenty-six points. It's a little Which low. Game? Uh, that game? that was from I believe. Actually, I don't remember. I should have written that down. Yeah, there's only so, two. Yeah, yeah, there's only two. One of them. Well, this one. Because uh, well, they, they played uh, they played Oklahoma City in yep. 2016 and lost. Yep. Right, and then they played last year against the Lakers and won. That's correct. correct. That's correct. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll get a point. <laughs> not the question, but I'll give you one of these so you feel good. Thanks. All right, Neil. Which Wolves player has played the most minutes on a Christmas Day game? In one, in just one game. In just not one total. game. Yeah, not total. Uh, I thought about making it total. Uh, that would have been better. Actually. I'm going to say the same answer here. Andrew Wiggins. Oh. Jimmy Butler played 41 <laughs> minutes last year on Christmas Day. Ah. <laughs> We all had Christmas Day off. Jimmy Butler did not. He, did he had not. to work. 41 out of the 48 possible minutes. Wow. All right, Neil. Uh, Christmas Day, kind of a fun thing because of the Christmas Day jerseys. We were talking about that. Can you tell me what the two jerseys we've worn on Christmas Day are? Wow, the two different jerseys. Okay, so um, last year, I believe, we wore the Statement Green? Statement Green? Is that right? Do you know? That is incorrect. Oh, and then uh, first year was uh, I don't even know uh, the white the white no, jerseys. That's the only time we've ever worn this jersey. Oh, the was there a holiday jersey the first year? 
Is that what you're saying? The, the, the first year we ever played a Christmas Day game, there was a holiday jersey. There was a holiday jersey, and it was... You have a bootleg version that it's white and blue that you bought from China. Right. Even though that, black, was, that was, was the, the 2015 black, It was the black one. and green. It was the black and green That's version right. for 2016. Black jersey with the green script font. Yes. That's correct. Thank you. I got one or two. You got yeah. one or two there. What did we wear last year? Uh, blue and white. We wore oh, the blue okay. ones. I Just should say the, the mostly blue with the white accents. Yep, icon. Yep. I was wondering if it was icon, icon. I believe it's icon. I, I believe it's icon as yep. well. All right, final question, Neil. Uh, we've talked about the NBA game. There's five time slots. We'll describe them as one, two, three, four, five. One being the earliest game. Okay. Can you tell me what the time slots were for each of these games? Oh, okay. So I am. I'm pretty sure that last year's game against the Lakers was the nightcap, the very last game of the night. Barbecue chicken. But the 2016 game was not. It was not that game. It was. Was it the three or was it the four? Um, I'm gonna go with the, with the four. I think it was the four. The fourth spot. There you yes. go. There you go. There Nailed that. Go. Yeah. So Nighttime, once again, West Coast games both times. There wasn't a lot when you're going into the history of Christmas Day games. There wasn't a lot to crib questions from. But I like this now guy. we can all consider ourselves experts, though, on all the Christmas Day games in franchise history. We are now. We know all those things. Yeah, the jerseys. Wow. I guess. Yeah, I really thought they wore those. But yeah, I remember. Yeah, the black and green. Yeah, they, the tricky. The tricky them, thing is right? a twenty. Uh, I, Actually, I don't, I don't know don't if they sold the black and green. No, you games? never see people wearing them. Yeah. I saw. I, you see more people wearing the white one, the, the bootleg, bootleg one yeah. that you have. It's like cream. It's and from blue. 2015. Yeah, yep. it was cream and blue, and we didn't get one because we didn't play a Christmas Day game. Yeah. But they somehow designed one for every team, anyways. Yep. And so, if you use Chinese bootleggers to get your uh, jerseys, you can Which get I one did. too. Yeah. So I can see where you'd be confused with that. Yeah. But that was one of the coolest ones, though. Cream and blue. I wish we did have that one officially because that's a really nice it's looking look. jersey. It's yeah. a good look. Maybe we'll sure bring is. it back in the future. Shouts to Nike. Always bringing more jerseys coming through. All right. Well, that's yeah, our this show. year they're just wearing the earned earned jerseys. Just the earned. Which we get anyway, so it's not even uh, any skin off our nose. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, we get them anyway. All right. Uh, that'll do it for our show this week, Wolves Cast. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We are, um, you know, we're, we're plugging right along. Wolves, you know, up and down, as we said, 500 team, win one, lose one, win two, lose two. That's how it goes. And what is truly a Christmas miracle, we'll be having Neil on the pod again next oh, week. Oh, I'll be back. I'm not two going weeks anywhere. In a row. Two weeks in a row on the show. I'm excited for next week's show. Oh, yeah? Because I like doing New Year's resolutions. I like doing mm. year review recap stuff, yes, best yes, of yes. lists. I love the end of the year because of all the best of lists. I just read them all. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a, a capping off 2018 kind of show. And I also like our resolution, so it'll be a looking forward to 2019 show as well. Exactly. So please join us again next week. We'll have another show. It'll be Scott and I in studio chilling. Who knows if Santa and Snail will be here? We don't know. They might come back. It's Snail. Snail. Just a little, a little less. Yeah. It should sound like nail, but it sounds like you had a lisp going into it. Nail. <laughs> Amazing. Please uh, head over to Canis Hoopus. Read all the good stuff over there. Please also, go to Darby's Trivia. We get a special special edition trivias. Don't go to Darby's Trivia for two weeks. Okay. We have the next two Tuesdays. All right. And next then, Tuesday is Christmas Day. The Tuesday after that is New Year's Day. Yeah. but put The week your, after that, though. Put the, on, the January 8th. Put on your Tuesday the 8th. Yeah, Tuesday the 8th. And on Thursday the 10th, we're going to have a special office theme trivia. Night, there you if go. If you like the office. Here's my Christmas wish for all of you. Okay. Have a friend, find a friend, and give them the gift of Wolf's Cast. Ooh. We love our fans, and we trust our fans, and that's I why, like how you, said you know, that. we could we could go after people to get to listen to our podcast, but I trust your judgment and the company you keep. I'm guessing that if you listen to this, well, I know if you're listening to this, you're a cool person. Obviously. And I'm guessing because you're a cool person, you probably know some cool people. 
So just find someone in your life who you think could use the gift of Wolf's Cast and, you know, wrap it up, put it under our Christmas tree, and I'm pretty sure that that's the gift that keeps giving. Let them know about our show. That'd be really nice. So, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week with another episode of Wolf's Cast. Thank you for listening, everybody. You can't block a shot with your shoe.